On today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts, Jim Benning is coming back as the GM of your Vancouver Canucks. Really? He's coming back. He is coming back as general manager of the Vancouver Canucks like a cockroach after a nuclear bomb goes off. He's coming back as the general manager of your Vancouver Canucks. Of course, we get into all that. The press conference that just happened a couple hours ago with still GM Jim Benning and head coach Travis Green. Yes, of course, Travis Green also signing a two-year contract extension this morning. He will be the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks next season after twisting in the wind. Pretty much all regular season this year. So a lot to get into. Should be a good one. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I am your host, Nick Bondi. Again, as usual, make sure to subscribe to the network wherever you get podcasts. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, which I know a few of you are, leave a five-star review, leave a review as well, a written review, helps us out a lot. Go up the rankings and produce more high-quality content about your Vancouver Canucks. I want to keep on doing this show, folks. I want to be able to keep on doing this show for you all. Now, of course, this week, after a bunch of speculation regarding the future of general manager Jim Benning, He's back, folks. He's back. He's coming back. We talked about this pretty much all on Tuesday's episode, the future of Jim Benning and this management team. There were some serious rumors going around. I, I said at the time, 10 to 15% chance that Jim Benning is back as the GM of your Vancouver Canucks. Guess what? He survived. He, he hit that 10 to 15% right there. This is this is the best I, I I can come up with with what happened, and I'm not reporting anything. This is just me speculating, reading the tea leaves, so to say, involving Jim Benning and the Vancouver Canucks. Here's the best I can kind of kind of come up with. I don't think, I think it's either A, they couldn't find anyone to replace Jim Benning given the reputation around the league. B, they didn't want to pay Jimbo to do nothing, which has been reported. I think Farhan Lalji has reported that they don't want to pay him to do nothing. And C, the leaks got out, they got cold feet, and they decided, you know what, we got to keep this guy. Now, why would you do that on leaks? I don't know. Why would you base a decision on leaks? I don't know. But Jim Benning is back. 
we've said it so many times on this podcast, like a like a cockroach after a nuclear bomb goes off, he finds a way to survive. And that's why I kept on saying, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? I would not believe Jim Benning is gone as GM of the Vancouver Canucks until I saw that official tweet from the account saying he's gone or he's you know left the organization or however they wanted to frame it. Jim Benning survived probably the closest he's ever gotten to being fired from the Vancouver Canucks. He survived. And he is back as GM. And, I mean, it, it, it's tough because I think this organization needs a new direction. They need fresh faces. And it was exciting for, it would have, it would have, if you want, there's a whole thing about consumer confidence, right? Consumer confidence, a.k.a. season ticket sales aren't going that great. That's how I always read that. Now, to say you need to bring Jim Benning back to increase that consumer confidence, that, that, that doesn't sit well with me. I think you needed, if you wanted to invigorate some life into this fan base, you needed to bring in a new general manager. You needed to bring that guy in. Now, of course, it goes back to my first part. Maybe they couldn't find anyone to replace Jim Benning. And I think this is an inconvenient truth for Canucks fans out there who I think, you know, I, look, I'm 27 years old. For, for the longest time as I've been a fan of this team, the Canucks were a destination. People wanted to come here. They would have taken less to come here. Guys like Ryan Kessler signed for less because he wanted to win here. And for a long time, they were a model destination franchise. And I think fans have grown up under that glow. But I think there's a bit of inconvenient truth going on these past few seasons. I think it's really come to a head this season. The Canucks are not a model franchise anymore. They are not a destination franchise. They have lost their way. They have lost their way. You know, guys like Elliot Friedman have talked about it on 31 Thoughts. They're asking themselves, how do we get back? It's concerning to me that that talk hasn't centered around we need to make a change in management. We need to steer this franchise forward in a different direction by changing the people running the hockey operations department. It sounds like Jim Benning and Francesco Aquilini is a marriage of convenience at this point. Jim is willing to do what Francesco Aquilini wants in order to keep his job. And that's why Francesco Aquilini keeps him there because he doesn't want to pay him to do nothing. You remember, he has two more years after the deal, Jim Benning. And so does Travis Green. We'll get to the contract extension, my thoughts later, but he did sign a two-year contract extension. So they're both tied at the hip now. They're both tied at the hip. So Jim Benning and Francesco Aquilini, it is. it feels like a marriage of convenience. Jim obviously is not going to voluntarily leave the position. I saw someone tweet at me today saying he should just leave. He's, Jim Benning is not just leaving as GM of the Vancouver Canucks, right? This is one of 32 positions in the National Hockey League. You don't just come up, go up and leave from a position like this. And Francesco, through probably his own reputation around the league, 
through probably his unwillingness to buy out contracts for a guy like Jim Benning. Again, he doesn't want he does not want to pay Jim Benning for doing nothing. Then you end up in a situation like this where Jim Benning is going to stay on as GM of the Vancouver Canucks because that is the easiest thing to do. And it's unfortunate to hear that from Canucks fans. But this was, I feel, this was made because it was just the easiest option to keep him on for another year. It, w- it would have been such an easy point to, to cut bait, to move on. But they didn't want to do that. They wanted to keep Jim Benning. And I don't blame anyone who's frustrated or upset about the whole situation because I kind of am too. I think this would have been the perfect opportunity to bring in a forward-thinking, progressive management structure and still no president of hockey operations. And maybe that's a that's an underlooked thing as well. We mentioned it on the last episode. There is a pattern developing over the past few seasons without Trevor Linden here where people good at their jobs want to leave. Now, obviously, Travis Green is staying as head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, which is good. I think he's done a pretty good job considering the rosters he's had with this franchise. But I think that's the next step. You have to shake up management. You have to shake it up. Maybe bring in a president of hockey operations. And who is that going to be? Who wants to work with Aquilini's? I don't know. But that has to be the next step. It is another voice in that front office. It's another voice of some sort. Which is why it was interesting to hear Jim Benning's comments today at the press conference. He was sitting, I don't know if they were sitting beside each other, but they're on Zoom at the same time, Jim Benning and Travis Green. And every time Jim Benning goes up to speak, you know, just hammers home the point to everyone. That this man, this franchise, needs a president of hockey operations to address the media. Jim Benning is not a good communicator. It's no fault of his own. Just the way he talks. Why put him in a position where he's obviously not comfortable talking and getting grilled by the media? Straight up! Right? Why are we, why is Jim Benning always have to be put in front of the media to talk about these things? And it's not fair to Travis Green to put him up there by himself like he was for the Vertanen situation back a few weeks ago. But I just go, there needs to be a president of hockey operations for these type of press conferences. But anyways, let's get to the press conference. I think, I think the big thing I took away from this Jim Benning press conference is it sounds like his mandate is to make the playoffs next season or he's gone. And we said that before and probably that's what probably saved his job in that in the bubble is making the playoffs and making that run. But it sounds like his his mandate is to make the playoffs next year and an aggressive Jim Benning an aggressive Jim Benning is a scary thing. A man who needs to save his job by making the playoffs, how is he going to mortgage his future of this franchise? That should be a legitimate question for Canucks fans out there. He wants to 
and we we've seen this before. We've heard this from Jim Benning before. His goal is to make the playoffs and essentially hope for the best. He he said it a couple times in in the press conference, make the playoffs, anything can happen. And I know. I know you obviously have to make the playoffs to have any chance of winning the cup. That's not disputed. You obviously got to make the dance to have a chance at winning it. But that doesn't mean, in my opinion, you should be over-aggressive giving up pieces to get there and risk missing it right after. Making the playoffs does not mean going all in one year and hoping and hoping for the best. It's about having, you know, that Washington Pittsburgh um, throw a franchise like Boston in there. Consistently making the playoffs, consistently having a chance, and maybe a one one year everything breaks right for you and you can win the cup. Like a Washington. Or you make the playoffs every year, you have a core and you tinker around it like the Pittsburgh model. But to say, oh, make the playoffs and just hope for the best. That's not a plan. Hope isn't the plan. Hope is not a plan. I thought Travis Green was very well spoken in the press conference when he was asked to answer questions. Probably rightfully, a lot of the questions were directed at Jim Benning. Of course, he was asked to address the whole uh, whole Jake for Tannen sexual assault situation. It went about as well as you could have expected for Jim Benning talking about that sort of sensitive subject matter. Look, I remember saying it at the time when the news broke. Could you imagine Jim Benning having to talk about it and we got it today? And man, it was it was not pretty. I think he referred to the vi- the victim as that girl and the blog and it was it was just not a good look. It was just not a good look for Jim Benning. And again, goes to show why you need some sort of president of hockey operations who's a good articulate speaker to address something like that or issued, you know, maybe some sort of prepared... There was no way Jim Benning went to that press conference thinking, oh, I don't think anyone's going to ask me about Vertan. He must have known someone was going to ask him. So could he not have come out with a better prepared response? That's my whole thing. Yeah, it was the whole Jake Vertan situation in that press conference calling the victim that girl. Again, I wasn't surprised Jim Benning was always going to drop the ball when it came to that. A couple other interesting notes from that press conference. Apparently, he didn't run out of time with Tyler Toffoli. He addressed that comment. Here's what he said. Quote, it wasn't so much running out of time. The landscape shifted. We were going from possibly an 85 to $88 million cap to an $81.5 million cap. We had to make hard decisions knowing we had Demko Hughes, Patterson, re-signed. That quote is from Brendan Batchelor, who transcribed it on his Twitter account. So no, not really running out of time. He's kind of walking back on that. He still ran... He, I think when we look back on the Jim Benning regime, though we ran out of time. Even if you look on the season, we ran out of time. It's going to be remembered as, as a pretty big quote. He was asked to uh, asked to address the Ian Clark situation, and sounds like the ball is in Ian Clark's court now. The Canucks are going to make an offer. 
And if he wants to stay, great. If not, then he's, Jim's going to say, oh, we tried our best. Now, of course, Ian Clark, it sound, from all the reporting earlier in the season, it sounds like he has an internal deadline. And if he, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't have a contract by the deadline, that boy gone. He's gone. So it sounds like the the way Jim Benning talked about the Ian Clark situation, it sounds like the ball is in Ian Clark's court now. That's the sense I got. When I think it was Jason Bruff, here's another funny thing. When uh when Jason Bruff essentially asked, you know, Jim Benning, what can you do a better job of? And the first thing he said was you mentioned the Abbotsford Farm team. Great spin from Jimbo. Great spin from Jimbo. I think, you know, if you want to take one positive from the press conference, it was not as much of a disaster as the one from earlier in the season. Hey, at least Jim Benning, you know, took a bit of personal responsibility for this team in this in this rendition, right? He did say he did take a bit of personal responsibility. He had a prepared statement that he read out at the very beginning of the press conference where he mentioned, I'm accountable and responsible as a general manager. Fair enough. I guess that's some sort of progress. It's something. It's some sort of progress. But scrambling, I just come back to, to one more thing, that hope isn't a plan for the Vancouver Canucks. If you want to be a serious contender, it's not just about making the playoffs. I know making the playoffs is important, but you can't just push all your chips in, give up future assets to add a piece to be a playoff team, and then have to do it again and again and again to make the playoffs. The goal should be slowly developing a team that can make the playoffs, and then slowly adding pieces on top of that that can supplement that team going into that season. This team right now, as it's constructed, is not a playoff team. So it's all well and good to say next year we have to make the playoffs. But that's going to take a lot of a lot of work. I, it was interesting to hear that Jim Benning specifically mentioned buyouts as an avenue he's going to explore. Looks like the taps are back on. That was not something that happened last season, apparently. He, he specifically mentioned buyouts, which means I think, you know, a guy like Roussel could be bought out. Jay Vertanen buyout slash contract termination, maybe even a Jay Beagle. Like, it, it, again, hope isn't a plan. Hoping you make a run once you make the playoffs isn't a plan. That's just wishful thinking. And we know every year there's always a team who makes a little baby run. You know, like the Canucks were in the bubble. Sure, they made the second round, but they didn't come close the next year. The goal should be have a serious contender that can make, realistically, make some sort of run every year, and hopefully one year the pieces fall as they may and in your favor. But to say we need to make the playoffs, you have to make the playoffs, anything can happen, that's not a plan. That is a man who needs to make the playoffs to save his job. Anyways, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to talk about the Travis Green contract extension when we come back. 
All right, we are back. And I want to quickly address the Travis Green contract extension. Not that I think it's a bad contract extension. Actually, I think it's probably a fair deal. Two-year deal tied to Jim Benning. I think it's a, it's a fair deal. But I want to address it because of one thing. It shows the fact that it was hastily done after the conclusion of the season. It shows to me there isn't a plan higher up in the organization because we kind of addressed it earlier in the podcast. But here's what I think happened with Travis Green. They didn't think Jim Benning was coming back. They did not think Jim Benning was coming back. So they said to themselves, look, the new GM wants to bring in his own coaching staff. That's fair. That's not even that unreasonable. Happens all the time. New GM comes in. New management comes in. They want to bring in their own coaching staff. So fair. They're thinking that's going to happen. Then at the last minute, the last minute, they decide, because of what we mentioned earlier, a combination of no one wants to work here, they don't want to pay the money to have two essentially general managers on the books. Whatever the reason, whatever the reason was, Jim Benning was brought back at the end of the day. And maybe we'll never really know the, the true answer. Jim Benning was brought back and they said, okay, well, then we got to bring back Travis Green as well. Or maybe some combination of, the. I think the players coming out all saying they want Travis Green back said something. But Travis Green getting extended the very last moment, the very last possible second shows there isn't really a plan with his organization. There isn't a coherent structure at the top. Travis Green should have had a contract extension right after the bubble. That should have been done before the season. And think about all the situations that could have been avoided if there was some sort of plan with management and Travis Green. Again, if he was signed earlier in the season, we were not, he maybe Travis Green comfortable in his role in Vancouver play some young guys a bit more. Maybe he starts a guy like Arthur Silovs in one of these last games. Maybe he tries to throw in a game like Mikey DiPietro. Maybe he plays young guys a bit more. So rely on guys like Alex Edler for the vast majority. And I know he didn't play the last game, Alex Edler. But at the same time, he did play a lot down the stretch in games that were clearly, clearly, clearly not going to mean anything. Again, Travis Creed not getting a contract extension at the very, very last minute, until the very, very last minute. And that really, really shows to me that there's no real coherent plan in place for this franchise. Because again, it, it screams to me, they thought Jim Benning was not coming back. They had made a decision. They wanted their new management structure to decide on the coach. And this would have been the perfect time to do it. And then they decide at the very last minute, Jim's coming back. Okay, we need to bring back Travis Green, I guess, as well. It goes to show, I think, the Travis Green contract extension. It should have been done earlier, and the fact that it wasn't shows there needs to be moves made in management to preserve some sort of organizational plan and structure. And it's concerning to me that when people like Elliot Freeman say they're having discussions with people, how do we get back to where we were, that doesn't involve or that has not involved bringing in a new general manager. Again, Travis Green, 
I think he should have been brought back a lot earlier. But, but, the fact that it took this long shows there's a deep problem with the organization in terms of long-term planning. Anyways, that is today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Make sure to subscribe to the network wherever you get podcasts. And please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts. Helps us a lot. Once again, this is Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Thank you for listening.